Bienvenidos to the Keeping It Real podcast with your girl, Karen Rangel, resilience coach and advocate for youth empowerment, entrepreneur, and everyone's best friend. Karen's not afraid to hold your feet to the fire and deliver a major dose of realness that will empower you to live a more courageous life. Tune in as Karen comically explores the messiness of the human experience with real-life stories from her personal pain to purpose journey, as well as stories from inspiring leaders. So let's dive in. You wouldn't know now, but I was actually born with a stutter. My parents thought it was the cutest thing ever because I couldn't pronounce certain things, I couldn't complete certain sentences, and they thought that one day it would magically disappear. Well, jokes on them, because when I was in first grade, my teacher went up to my parents and said, hey, Mr. Rangel, there's a problem. Your daughter is a little behind and she must start taking speech therapy. And my parents were not okay with that because they were like, no, there's nothing wrong with my daughter. I believe the problem is that we speak Spanish at home. Her first language was Spanish. So all we need to do is just focus and add more discipline with her studies. And the teacher's like, no, 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 no. It will get worse if we don't start working with caring now. So my parents surrendered. They said, okay, let's try it. And all throughout elementary, I did started taking uh, speech therapy and it really did help me. I started to pronounce things better. I started to complete sentences. The stutter started fading away. Now, reading created a lot of anxiety for me. I remember there was a teacher that would go around and give us different paragraphs to read and I hated it. I hated it because by the time it got to me, I've been practicing on that paragraph like 50 times and I was practicing, practicing, practicing because I was so afraid that I would mess up. And you know what they say, will you resist, persist and boom, it was my turn to read and I'm reading and the teacher's like, oh, Karen, you know, that's not what it says. It says dad, not bad. And there I was flipping my words. <sighs> it was very hard for me to read because kids will make fun of me. And it was the worst thing ever to just experience that. So when I was in fifth grade, I was diagnosed with learning disabilities like dyslexia and ADHD. I was in classes with third graders and the fifth graders, which there were like eight of us, sat on the right-hand side versus the other kids sat on the left-hand side. And at the time, I didn't mind. Why? Because I was considered the coolest and the oldest. Now, going into middle school, I started noticing a difference because we were grouped together. So there was a hallway, and in that hallway, there was classes with special needs students and learning disabilities. Now, high school was a different ball game. High school, if you were a child with normal classes, intermediate classes, you were in these beautiful, normal design classrooms. If you were a child with learning disabilities, like me, then you were in the trailers. I knew right then, holy moly, I need to do whatever it takes to fit in. So I did. I love sports, so I, I started playing track, cross country and soccer. And I was pretty good at it because it had to do with performance. It had nothing to do with how smart I was, whether if I can make anything happen, whether if I can read, whether if I can do math, it didn't, that had nothing to do with sports. 
Sports was awesome because all I had to do was show up, go participate, and I would do good. I felt unstoppable when I was doing sports. I actually gained a lot of confidence when I was playing sports. So I did everything that I could in order to seem normal and be and be blended with the with everybody else. My worst nightmare was getting caught coming out from these special need classes. And that was something I was very afraid of because all I wanted to do was really to fit in with everybody else. I was lived in fear every day going to school was scary for me because I thought that if my friends find out that I was in these classes, that they would make fun of me, they would think I'm not good enough, and they wouldn't want to be my friends. Well, that day finally came. And I remember I was looking at the clock, and it was about to be lunchtime, and it was like tick, tick, tick. And I'm staring at the clock, my palms are sweating, and my heartbeat is racing, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is, it's about to happen, I'm about to get out of the class. Now remember, this is a fear of mine that happened all the time, this is not a one-time thing, it was all the time, so uh, it was a feeling that I did not like, um, but I had to live with it, and here I was, as soon as that bell rang, I jetted out. And boom, a kid see me. And he's like, yo, Karen, you just got caught. I just saw you getting out of those retarded kid classes. Whew. I felt so mad. My body, the heat started racing. And I wanted to say something so bad to him. But I caught myself and I hold back. I felt a knot on my throat. And I said to him, what are you talking about? I'm a TA. Right then, I, it, that response did not sit well with me. I walked away, and as soon as I hit the corner, I ran. And I started crying and crying and crying. Why? Because in my head, I felt that I was finally discovered. He is going to tell the whole school that Karen was just seen coming out of those trailers where the special need kids are at. And I knew right then, I was like, Karen, like, why would you lie? Who are you? What, what type of person would come up with a lie like that? Someone that's not okay with her own skin. I was a child walking around campus with a mask on, with a beautiful smile. But deep down inside, I was feeling pretty empty, down, and dead. Yes, those are harsh words, but that's exactly how I felt. I felt like I did whatever it took to really blend in with the crowd and fit in with everybody. But deep down inside, this goofy girl, like, Deep down, <laughs> that was not me. I was struggling. But you would never guess because I hit it very well with the smile and my jokes, right? So later down that week, I said to myself, Karen, everything's going to be okay. Todo va a estar bien. You got this. Let's go. So I picked myself up, wiped my tears, and I remember I stepped into the locker room. 
and the girls start talking about going to college and their teachers and the counselors supporting them and guiding them and what's next, grants that they need to apply for. And I'm thinking in my head, how come I don't know about this? How come my teacher hasn't shared this to us? Because I also want to go to college. I have big dreams. So that made me a little upset. I knew no better not to confront the girls and see where they're getting this information from. And how come I didn't know about this? Because they will find out. They will find out that Karen is not in regular classes just like them. And that's something I've always strived for. So I went to my counselor and I said, hey, um, I'm hearing that there's girls. Everybody's going to college soon. You know, I'm a junior now. And like, I also have dreams. Like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to make a big difference in the world. And I don't think that the classes I'm in are really helping me and supporting me in that. So what he did, he went to behind his computer and he, he I don't know what he put on that keyboard. And I believe my school records came up and he said, Karen, you know, you've been a special ed all your life. And I don't think that you're going to make that happen. You say you want to be a lawyer. I'm like, yeah, I want to be a lawyer. Like, I have big dreams in life. I want to make a big difference in the world and, and make a huge impact in people's lives. He's like, well, you might want to rethink that. I said, rethink that? What are you talking about? He said, well, listen, you've been in special ed throughout your whole entire life, and it's going to be a major challenge for you. I said, what do you, I, I don't quite understand what you're saying. He said, why don't you think of other things? Here, let me give you some other possibilities. Possibilities? What? Are you, what? He said, why don't you think about becoming a teacher's aide or a teacher, a TA or librarian or a cafeteria with, with a, you know, do cashier with, with Maria. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, no, 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 no. You just don't get it. Like, I have big dreams. Like, I have big goals. Like, there's no way in heck I'll be able to do that. Nothing wrong with those jobs. But, like, I want to make a big difference. And I remember, like, feeling some fire within me rising. And I grabbed my books. And I was so upset. And I slammed them on the desk. And I said, no, that is not true. What you're saying to me is not true. I know who I am. I know I'm very much capable. And I ran out and I went straight home. I was crying. And at the same time, I was also angry with my father. So when I went to my dad, he saw how upset I was. My face was red. I had very rosy cheeks. And my dad said, Karen, what's wrong? And I started yelling at my dad. I was like, dad, you've been lying to me. You told me that I can do whatever I want and I could be a lawyer. But you're lying to me. My counselor just said that I will not be able to mount to that. Now tell me the truth. My dad's like, listen up, honey. Take a seat. Let's talk. He said, Karen, I've raised nothing but leaders in this household. And I've always told you that you and every leader makes the impossible possible. You got what it takes. Here you are giving an example of what you could create for yourself. 
You either gonna take that route and just believe what this man just told you, or you're gonna take the other route. And the path is that you'll make anything happen, no matter what people say to you. And I looked at my dad and I said, but dad, facts are the facts. I am a special need child. I do have learning disabilities. School is hard for me. So please tell me this is not true. He said, Karen, you have the power to create what you want ahead of you. Go. You know how votes work, right? The highest votes wins. Go to your teachers. Hear some feedback from them. And then take it to the counselor. Go ahead. So I was like, all right, dad. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I didn't want to hear like I couldn't do it because I had big dreams. And the little girl inside me was a warrior. She was a fighter. She was unstoppable. And I said, okay, dad. I got up the very next day, early morning. I took a shower. I was staring at myself in the mirror. I was like, you got this, Karen. You know what you want. Don't let anybody hold you back. And I would look at myself in the mirror and dream about these goals and say, they're mine. I got this. And I was just moving and grooving. I go to school and I go to my teachers, explain my story, explain my why, why I want to get out of these classes to become a lawyer and make a massive difference. And they signed me off. And I remember looking at my, my, um, my grades. They were all A's. You know why? Because we weren't being challenged in these classes. I, at least I didn't feel like I was. I remember being the assistant of, of the teacher and helping her. I was really her TA. That's what it felt like. So I was helping them reading and running. I was not a good reader, but I was better. I was better in these classes because, again, I felt like they were very easy. I, like I said, it, they didn't challenge me. And at the time, I didn't really care much because, or saying anything, because I thought, as long as you get a 4.0, you get an all A's, you go to any college that you want. So here I was, see the innocence of the mind, of an innocent mind. So every teacher signed me off and I went straight to the counselor. Oh, I was fired up, I was ready to go. I was like, huh, let this man say something I do not ready to hear. So I went up to him and I said, listen, look, I got the grades and I got the signatures. Every teacher just said here that I'm very capable of getting out of these classes. Now, what you got from me? He said, Karen, you don't understand. I was like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. I have a dream and I'm very much capable of making anything happen. So give me a chance. Tell me what else is possible here. He said, Karen, I'm going to give you a state exam, but do not come back. And you will see once you get those results that what I've been telling you is true. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to fight back. But no, nope, I'm not going to. He's giving an opportunity. So I said, hey, that's good. Just give me a chance. Give me this, this piece of paper, whatever I need to do, because I'm going to make it happen. So two, three months later, I was studying because I was going to take that exam. So I spoke to my teachers and all of them were patiently with me. 
after school, during school, during recess, I was studying. I was studying, studying, studying. And boy, did I pass the test. What do you think? Absolutely. Yes, I did. And I passed it. Not with flying colors. I barely passed it, but I didn't. And it felt amazing. I felt unstoppable. I felt like a child all over again who can make anything happen. Now, not all my classes were the intermediate classes. I had a few that were intermediate, but the rest was special ed classes. I didn't care because the most important thing was that I wanted to just learn. And I was like a sponge. I was learning so many things and it felt so good. And of course the classes were challenging. I mean, English was very hard for me. Math was a challenge for me, but I made it happen. Now, when I went into college, huh, those limited beliefs came back again. I was first generation in college. I went to Monterey Peninsula and, um, I realized, Jesus, English is still a challenge for me. It was very hard for me to write. I would spend hours and hours just on a three-page paper. I would spend so many hours just, just trying to write. And I had an incredible tutor that was there for me. And he was very patient with me. And he had a huge heart for me. He saw how I never gave up. Like, I was very persistent. I was a fighter. That was a warrior within me. And I went off. I went off to San Jose State. I was a transfer student. And there I majored in communications and business marketing. I also got certified to be a mediator. And there I started working while I was going to college at a law firm. And that law firm, I started noticing that I had more challenges. And I started seeing like and questioning myself whether I can do this job or not, whether I could pursue law school because I would see the lawyer just constantly reading and writing and sending emails and doing all this paperwork. And I'm like, oh my God, those are the major challenges that I have. There's just no way I'm going to be able to do this. And I didn't want to tell them about my learning disabilities either because I felt the minute if I told them that they would think I'm not capable enough, that they would not give me an opportunity to work with them or they would feel, belittle me or make me feel different. And that's one thing I try to avoid and shy away from. Well, there was two things in life that definitely shifted the way I thought. And those were two major breakthroughs I had. So the first incident, I went to a training. And in this training was focused on personal development, emotional intelligence. And here I learned the power of thoughts. I learned that my thoughts were negative. And those were the thoughts that were holding me back in creating what I want. And my limited beliefs were the reason why I kept playing small, were the reason why I kept telling myself that I was not smart enough, that I wasn't capable enough because the way I was raised in all these special ed classes. Now, that was one experience that I had that was like, okay, I gained my power back. I, I felt unstoppable 
that was that was one of the moments the second one was my friend my friend finally discovered that i had dyslexia and how did she even discover that was because we were working together on an email and she said karen read that read that email again say that say that sentence and i said the sentence by the third time she wanted me to repeat the sentence i was upset i felt I was getting angry and I'm like, why does she want me to keep repeating the same sentence over and over and over? So when she said, Karen, do you have dyslexia? Oh my God, it ignited some fire and like some anger within me that I just couldn't hold back and say, don't you ever label me like that. Don't you ever tell me I'm, I'm dyslexic. That don't mean anything. Don't put me in a box. That just means I need to work harder and I need to pay attention to what I'm reading. And she said, Karen, listen to me. Dyslexia, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're not smart. It doesn't mean that you can't do things. It only means that your brain works differently than mine. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Say that again. She's like, yeah, your brain works differently. You have to figure out other ways, tools in order to help you navigate because the way you see things is differently. There's nothing wrong with you. And I'm like, hold on a second. So what you're telling me this whole entire time since I was a kid, I've been telling myself that I am dumb. I'm not smart. I'm not good enough. And I wouldn't want anybody to learn about this because I thought it was something to that you should never let anybody know. It should be a secret. She said, Karen, yeah. It's like I'm saying there's nothing wrong with you. Like everything is okay. And I remember just crying. I finally surrendered to my learning disabilities. I finally surrendered to who I was. Karen, who is resilient, who is unstoppable, who doesn't allow her limited beliefs or these stories that I'm not capable to hold me back. So I, I hold myself and I forgave myself. And I said, oh my gosh, Karen, you've been so tough on yourself. You've been so hard. Because I remember, oh my God, you don't want to know what was going on in this head. I was so hard on myself. I would belittle myself. I would put myself down. And that was a major challenge. And I was just so relieved knowing that I was okay, that there was nothing, like, I'm okay, I'm normal, like, I'm not any different, and I shouldn't cover anything up, and I felt very empowered and relief, I cried out all the pain that I had as a kid, I hold that little girl that I am, I hold her nice and tight, and forgave her, forgave her for putting her down every single Time. I learned that those setbacks that I had don't define me or hold me back. The experiences molded me into the person that I am today, resilient. And the message that I give to you is, if you have limited beliefs and you have setbacks, let that be the fire within that ignites 
and creates everything that you've always wanted. I've always said to myself, and I always tell my friends, don't let anybody or anything hold you back. And I tell you the same thing that my father told me. I am a leader. I was born to make a difference, and so are you. And we leaders make the impossible possible. Thanks for listening to this episode of Keeping It Real with Karen Rangel. If you enjoyed and found value in what you heard today, please share it and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or want to be a guest on my podcast, I would love to hear from you. Please email me directly at keepingitrealwithkaren at gmail.com. And before you take off with your day, remember, life is a mystery to be lived, not a problem to be solved. Thank you for listening. Stay blessed and hasta la vista.